1: A pair of monkeys, yes, I hate being bored. I hate being bored. Hug we up, cuz I'm such a junkie. Every day, all I want is bored. So, right so, entertain me, entertain me right
0: now.
1: So, entertain me, entertain me right now. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to a very special, it's a, it's a kind of special episode of Pop Culture Junkie Podcast. My name is Shauna, and this week I am joined by fellow junkie.
0: Haley the Brave.
1: And Haley, what episode number is this?
0: This is our 100th episode of the Pop Culture Junkie podcast.
1: Woo! One hundred. Honey,
0: honey. We, we like it to keep it, 100. Yeah, keep-, keep it hundred.
1: Yeah, we're going to keep it Hundred. This entire episode, God, we're so white.
0: She's <laughs> <God. laughs> keep it hundred. We're gonna on keep our it one
1: hundred. <laughs> no, it's it's been a fun ride. It's Haley's been here for most of it, but it feels like you've been here the whole time. Honestly.
0: Hey, thanks. It has been fun. I have had a blast. I, I was thinking with hundred episodes, like what are some of my favorite experiences I guess of doing the podcast and I think my top experience is being on the show with Brad Perry and having Brad Perry on our show. That's been a highlight for me. That's a, that guy's a fun dude.
1: He's so much fun and Like, my entire family and friends were all freaking out. You get to tell them, like, oh, I'm going to be on TV if you tune in on Channel 7 tomorrow morning. And everybody thought it was so fucking cool. And, yeah, Brad Perry's low-key kind of a gangster. Like, he's got the best All of his, like, yeah,
0: Coke stories in Brazil.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely a highlight. I, I think, like, Phoenix Fan Fusion and doing the live panel there was so much fun. And we all vibed so well. And then doing the game show panel, that was a ton of fun, too. Uh, Getting to walk around FanFusion with you, just kind of be your paparazzi for a couple hours was
0: fun. That was. That was good times. I I like that the podcast has allowed us to be able to, like, get out and experience events and meet new people. And running into your fans all over the place has been fun. (laughs) I have them
1: everywhere.
0: I'm like, man, Shauna's well-connected. Sure, i all try. Sorts of people.
1: sometimes i'm too well connected listen i was at a this is i don't care i was gonna say maybe it's a messed up story but i was visiting a friend who is a dancer at a gentleman's establishment and we were there supporting her and this guy comes up and goes hey are you shauna trinidad and i was like yeah and he's like oh i love you on instagram Whoa. Like, Thanks, man. Um, cool. I'm going to go this way now and not <laughs> hang out with you at this strip club. But shout out to my fan at the strip club. You know who you are. Thanks for listening.
0: That is hilarious. I think, I think our fans, the likelihood of me running into anyone I know at a strip club is slim to none. <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) you don't know student's dad or something (laughs)
0: that's true Uh, a parent of one of my students I'm like
1: we don't (laughs) talk about this (laughs) no it's been great um I so it started with you know three different hosts uh fellow junkie Nicole's been here since the beginning too and we got to know each other by doing an escape room right off the bat which was hilarious and then we had Miss Haley, the brave on as a guest and decided she needed to be one of us. So, and then Alex joined us and just a little cute, happy podcast family.
0: Yeah. And we've really kind of been through the ringer. Like we had to be virtual for a long time because of COVID. And then we found a space at Olympus games. It was gracious yes, thank enough to you,
1: Olympus games
0: welcome us into their their little family which has been cool and but yeah we've had to get real creative about recording and we've had to coordinate schedules for different adults and and um yeah with, with kids we, and jobs with day jobs yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah it's been it's been awesome though I, th- I think uh getting to know one another and like learning and hearing from each other's experiences and that that's been one of my favorite parts of the podcast too is like just sharing our different perspectives
1: yeah absolutely like you guys are so it's funny like people keep asking me how did you get involved in the podcast like well I auditioned and like oh it wasn't just a bunch of people who knew each other like no I mean, it feel I mean we all know each other so well now and we all just like mesh together so well that it feels like it but I'm like oh yeah like hundred episodes ago, we didn't even know each other, but yeah, we just learned so much from each other and find out you like a lot of the same things or, I, I mean, I got you to watch the entirety of Lucifer. You're welcome. It's true. And
0: I will be forever grateful for, <laughs> for that. I love that. It's funny too, my husband, like, I forget sometimes that he hasn't hung out with you guys like I do every week because he listens to the show every week and so- he talks about you guys, you know, like like you're his besties, uh, which is awesome. Your husband so. emails me.
1: I won't say what I do oh, for yeah, a living. that's true. <laughs> He'll just be like, I'll open it one day. And he's like, hey, Sheldon. i like, okay, hi. It's
0: like, oh, yeah. Okay, wait, I know you. <laughs> that's oh,
1: that's so amazing. I know. My friends will say that to They're like, um, Haley said this thing the other week on the podcast. And uh, just let her know that I actually liked it. It's just people so really funny. take what we say to heart.
0: <laughs> That's true. They get they get passionate. I love when we get feedback from our friends and just anybody listening. I love when they, whether they agree or disagree with us. I love when they get engaged in the Facebook group, when even if they're just sharing memes, uh, it feels like a little community that we built.
1: Yeah. One of my friends from high school, um, Alex, just kind of recently discovered us. And it's just going ham on Twitter about our episodes. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, but it's cool just kind of like people discovering us 100 episodes later and, you know, telling us that we're doing a good job and that they're listening and, you know, that they like what we're talking about and relate to us. And yeah, it feels like they're just kind of hanging out with their friends every Thursday when the episode drops. So thank you to everybody who's been listening. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It, it makes it feel worth it because podcasting may seem that it's, uh, you know, a, an easy medium, so to speak. And it is in the sense that, you know, you need a, a mic and a recording device and, and yeah. anybody can make a podcast and it Something is to very, talk about, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's oversaturated almost, you know, COVID hit and kind of everybody made a podcast, but I think what people overlook sometimes is that like the preparation the work that goes into it that the editing shout out to, yeah to our producers for all the front loading and everything they do on the back end to help with advertising yes. and just everything so yeah it makes it it makes it feel worth it and shout out to kuwait everybody listening in kuwait we love you yeah we
1: love you kuwait number two an entertainment podcasts in kuwait that's Ugh. sick Dude, if, if we can make a girls' trip to Kuwait, me and Haley would be there tomorrow. Listen.
0: They say if you can make it in Kuwait, you can make it anywhere.
1: If I can make it then, we'll make it anywhere. We all Kuwait. Kuwait.
0: <laughs> Kuwait's immediately turning it off. They're like, They're no, like what
1: the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh, but you know, thank you so much to everybody who's been listening, whether you just joined us or you've been here since the beginning. and gotten to know all of us just we we wouldn't do a podcast if nobody was listening and it's really incredible that people are liking and subscribing and downloading and buying t-shirts and just we love you guys and we hope that we can keep doing this
0: yeah yeah definitely thank you guys for listening and and keep sending that feedback keep liking or disliking or commenting or messaging or whatever it is keep sending us that feedback because we have grown as as podcasters um, and as consumers of entertainment as a result yeah. of the feedback that we've gotten from you guys. So keep it up. We appreciate it.
1: So Haley the Brave, what you been watching lately?
0: So as you well know, I allowed Stranger Things to consume my life. And so then yes, I fell yes, into like, I fell into like a, a show hole, like a post- manic obsession depression. Um, you were like a
1: jopper coma.
0: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, and it's still there. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm coming up for air a little bit. Uh, <laughs> She's on so the have been, tra- <laughs> Yeah. I've been trying to like get into some other stuff. So uh, I've been watching Wellington Paranormal, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but it's worth repeating. It is... Uh, Jemaine Clement, and uh, it is filmed completely in New Zealand. It is about the two cops who have a very short random scene in the original What We Do in the Shadows film. And it's uh, it's kind of like cops meets the X-Files, and, uh, you know, they're investigating paranormal activity, but it's two, like, really stupid, bumbling uh <laughs> Uh, New Zealand police officers, and it—I love
1: New Zealand accents. Oh my god, I feel like I would just watch for the Kiwis. Honestly, I yeah. love it.
0: it. It is very enjoyable to listen to. And uh, Mark Hamill actually recently tweeted out how much he loves it and how funny it is. And <laughs> unfortunately, they are done filming it. It ended over in New Zealand, but I don't think we've seen the last of it here. I think there are still episodes coming out here. So. Uh, You can watch it on the CW or the CW app.
1: But it's not like a CW-ish show? No.
0: No, 100% produced in New Zealand. Um, Very much like What We Do in the Shadows. So if you like the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows, or the film, then you would like Wellington Paranormal. I think it's probably a little more family-friendly than either of those two things but it's it's really goofy and really stupid and there's at least one scene in every episode that has me like crying and grabbing my stomach because i'm laughing so hard so i'm i've been really into that uh so pop that also pop a i guess it's a limited series i guess that's what you would call it uh it's called the resort and it is on peacock
1: i heard? heard about that for a hot second but is it you liked it
0: yeah, so it has um, – and I don't want to butcher her name. Kristen Milioti, I think, is her name from – How I Met Your was on him. How I Met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was also – Palm Springs. That was the other thing I saw her in.
1: Isn't the guy who played Cheedy from The Good Place in it? Yes. yes. Okay, I love him. So, yeah,
0: yeah, Chidi and then Nick Offerman and the young kid, too. I recognize him from something. I think he may have played like a young Sean Spencer on Psych at one point. But yeah, it's it's this weird like – I don't want to tell you too much about it because it is a <laughs> mystery slash drama slash comedy slash thriller almost a slash science okay. fiction. I don't know. But it's, it's basically these two kids 15 years ago went missing at this uh, resort and uh, a hurricane hit and blew away all the evidence. So they have no idea what happened to them. Interesting. And the – two main characters are there celebrating their wedding anniversary, but their marriage is on the rocks. And so the wife takes it upon herself to like investigate this mystery of these missing teenagers. And it it spirals in a uh, super crazy unexpected direction. It, and it, it was good. It was good for the first few episodes. I'm like, where is this going and what's happening? It really is kind of like a mind bender, like you don't know really what you're watching. And it's it's still a little, I mean, it, it there is resolution yeah. at the end.
1: Is it only one season?
0: It is. They leave it open enough that they could bring it back for another season, but they haven't announced yet if they're going to.
1: Interesting. I literally just got Peacock within the past month. Honestly, just to watch that Bill Nye show that I talked about in the Patreon. Oh yeah, which check out the Patreon episode if you want to hear more. But yeah, I keep seeing commercials for that, so maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a whirl.
0: Yeah, it, I, I'd say it's it's worth checking out. It especially if you like science fiction or mystery.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the cast sounds great too.
0: Yeah, the cast is really really great. And then the last two things I will say, I don't know, maybe hot potato. Hot potato to season two of Kevin Can F himself.
1: Oh, my God. I totally forgot that was out. And I loved the first season. Interesting. Yeah, just came out. I think it's four
0: episodes in. Okay. I'm going to have to maybe start that tonight. It's the final but, season. They announced it. there's only going to be the two.
1: But you're hot potatoing it.
0: I'm hot potatoing it only because I hot okay. potatoed the whole first season too. Like, I... Okay overall don't totally know how I feel about it because to me it's one of those shows where almost every character annoys me with like you know
1: I I didn't mean to cut you off but I take it back the minute you said that I was like oh my god I love it and now that I'm thinking back I'm like did I love it though (laughs) I enjoyed it
0: yeah but like
1: yes were any of the characters likable in the slightest Uh -uh. no
0: no, I even, remember. I mean, even Annie Murphy, the main character, who essentially you're supposed to be rooting for because her husband's so awful. But it's like she just gets progressively more awful herself. Yeah. And so it's hard to even root for her. And and season two kicks off with a little bit of that revelation. Like, you're not a hero and you're also not really a victim. Like and you're you, kind of planning murder. Yeah, like you're kind of a bad person.
1: <laughs> Spoiler, but I guess it's in the title.
0: Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, so yeah, so season one is kind of all about her trying to kill her husband, <laughs> and her husband is awful. And so you're kind of like, well, that's not the right thing to do, but also we understand it. But then <laughs> is season two, uh, you know, it has to veer in a slightly different direction. So I won't say what, but there's kind of a different plan that they're starting to I'm make. in season two,
1: um, divorce just throwing that out you there know. <laughs> you
0: know. well, it was funny because <laughs> my husband brought that up he's all wait a second why can't she just leave him again and I do remember
1: I remember there being a reason but I don't remember what the reason
0: is. and I don't think it was a totally good reason like I think it was something along the lines of he has all the money and like controls all the assets and I think that if she were yeah. to do anything she would just have nothing and be nothing
1: so murder I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: Right. So it's kind of like, well, you know, you could just like move. Yeah. You know, you just try to go somewhere else. But I don't know. That's it. It's an eh. And then I'm going to drop and I'm going to give like a hard like drop. I'm done. Oops. I'm over it. To the Sandman series on Netflix
1: really okay um I feel like a lot of people are gasping right now because everybody thought this was gonna be so great right and I think some people really enjoyed it I don't know enough about it to really have wanted to commit to watching it but my friend who did said that it was kind of boring so yeah what is it, your take
0: uh really boring There it is. (laughs) Almost like ASMR, like the way Dream, the main character, talks. It's this very deep and very slow, which is fantastic, except I have fallen asleep every single episode. And I've had to wake up and go back and rewind it. And then I I was really desperately trying to stick with it. And then I got to an episode. The last episode I watched, apparently in the comic, in the graphic novel, is this just really iconic moment but it's basically it all takes place in this diner and everybody uh like cheats on the person that they're with has sex in the middle of this diner and then they all just like try to murder each other and the whole point is that I mean, if to be they- fair
1: Haley, who amongst us
0: who am I Who am I well, and, and the weird the weird thing about it like i i'm watching it and i'm like okay what does this have to do with anything in the plot because <laughs> it really didn't have anything to do with it and then at the very end it's revealed that these people don't have dreams they don't have anything to hope for and if they don't have dreams then they resort to their like base, base nature okay. yeah but I also kind of refuse to think that my base instincts are to just like bone in the kitchen of a diner and then try to kill somebody. Like, I don't think I, I, I feel like my I'm a Sims
1: little... do that a lot. My <laughs> Sims have like orgies in the public restaurants and then they get into fights and there's death.
0: But and they, maybe that was the inspiration <laughs> for <laughs> somebody
1: just downloaded a lot of Sims four mods.
0: <laughs> that's what it felt it felt like watching that it felt like watching someone like you know you watch video game walkthroughs and then yeah. suddenly it's just like off the wall and you're like what's happening what are these that's exactly how it felt and i oh, no. turned it off yeah. and it was like, I'm, I'm done I'm, I'm done and the worst part though was after just watching the first episode i had only watched the first one one of my students was like, are you watching anything good, miss? Anything you could recommend? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just checked out Sandman on Netflix so you could give that a whirl. It seems kind of interesting. Oh, no. Right? I'm six episodes in and there's like an orgy <laughs> and like a lot of death. And now the kid comes back and he's like, my dad won't let me watch it because it's TVMA. So he's going to watch it first and then let me know. And
1: You're the dad started watching call. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the dad started watching it so today I was trying to like cover my butt and I was like oh no it's not good don't watch it it's, it's for bad grown ups. it's and it's boring and it's stupid and it's I quit I quit after like episode two I just gave up on it so if the dad calls me I could be like I literally only watched the first episode dude. oh I don't know. no so anyway you say to so that's when
1: they eat something and you're like oh you wouldn't like it it's spicy it's Yeah, that's
0: me now. I'm having to like go, having to backtrack and be like, Shadow and Bone, check that out. That's family friendly. Yeah, you friendly. would like it. Yeah. Aww. So yeah, anyway, drop Sandman and also don't recommend it to 15-year-old students.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, so I watched um, Barry season three. I feel like it's been out for a minute, but we finally got around to watching it. And I definitely popped, Barry if you have not watched it it's on um, HBO it's Bill Hader and he is a hitman Um, he's out of the army he's hired as a hitman but he really wants to become an actor so he takes acting classes but also on the side keeps taking hitman jobs and it's a comedy but also a drama it's like a dark comedy And I don't want to spoil season three for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, but it's like really dives into Barry's not a very good person. This is kind of in the vein of, you know, we had like Walter White in Dexter Morgan, even like in Mad Men, like kind of these anti-hero characters, but you still root for them. I mean, at least you root for Walter until the end, I guess. And you root for Barry because he's Bill Hader and he's our main character. But this season, it really dives into like, now he's kind of a bad person. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that because he kills people for a living. But there's a lot of like trauma going on there with his girlfriend. And it's really interesting. Each episode is only like 25 minutes long. So it's a really quick binge
0: I've heard this season like gets pretty dark. Like I saw someone that was like me trying to remind myself that Barry is a comedy when there's like no comedy to be found.
1: It does get really dark, I guess, slight spoiler, but his girlfriend, um, it's kind of said throughout the series used to be in like an abusive relationship. And in this uh, season, she's exploring, that through producing her own television show. And it's about a woman who's in coming out of an abusive relationship and like teaching her daughter about it and stuff. And then in it's either episode one or episode two, Barry screams at her within like inches of her face. So violently and like pushes her up against a wall and her teenage co-star witnesses it and is like completely traumatized the rest of the season. And it's like, um, I just witnessed a man abuse you. That was not Okay. Like, you watch it as a viewer and you're like, oh, my God, holy shit. Like, even watching him kill people, you're like, oh, that's just Barry.
0: Mm. But when he,
1: like, violently screams at his girlfriend, you're like, what the fuck, man? That's not okay.
0: (laughs) I feel like there's something, like, extra disturbing when you've got a really lovable actor Yes. playing someone like that because bill hater is just this goofball right like he's stefan mm-hmm. you know what i mean exactly. so when you have to see him like that it adds this whole other layer of like ew, i'm creeped out
1: yeah and he's he's incredible in this series he has such range i mean he's really disturbing in that scene but then a couple episodes later he's trying to plant a bomb and he has to call bomb tech support to, like, walk through why it's not going off. And it's just hilarious and deadpan. Have you tried resetting your bomb? Have you tried unplugging it, plugging it back in? <laughs> so, popberry Season 3. Um, I started House of the Dragon.
0: Oh, oh man, God. I can't escape it. It's everywhere.
1: Ooh, I know, I know, I know. So, Okay. I loved Game of Thrones like 90% of nerds everywhere except for Haley. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm the 10%. You're the 10%. But
1: <laughs> so I was also pissed about the ending of Game of Thrones. Like it's just universally, hated. it wasn't a good ending. Yeah, it was hated. It was one of those things that became such a cultural phenomenon. And then once it was over, it was just died. You know, like, you don't yeah. hear people talking about it at the cooler anymore. Like,
0: it used to be it, Monday morning. Do you think everyone it's because it ended so badly that, yes, like, Yes, I think was. so. Okay.
1: Like, I don't know. There wasn't a whole bunch of, like, oh, my God, that was so great. That was so great. It just ended, and everyone's like, oh, that sucked. Okay, well, let's watch something else now.
0: Okay, so hang on. So as someone who didn't watch it, can you explain why the ending was so bad?
1: So they build up this character, Daenerys Targaryen, throughout the entire series to really be the hero of the show. She's everybody's favorite character. People are naming their kids Daenerys, Mm -hmm. right? And one of her big goals is that her father was king at one point and he went mad. They call him the Mad King. And she says it's like in her blood, like the Targaryen blood is to kind of be bloodthirsty and violent and go mad. She doesn't want to do that. The entire series, she's like, I. She frees slaves throughout the series. She's trying to be a queen of the people. She's trying to take the throne. Right. Second to the last episode, she fucking goes mad. Oh jeez! Rides a dragon and just slaughters this entire town of people. <laughs> and like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the people that you want to die. So like the Lannisters you want them to die horrifically right you want cersei to like choke like her kid did she's just buried under some rubble from the dragon fire and just in the arms of her twin brother who she was sleeping with
0: just oh yeah, well, okay all right and that's so i know everything i need to know now and i don't need to yeah, watch the yeah and
1: like so, oh, my God, I'm just going to go into Game of Thrones right now. They have Jon Snow, right? And there's this whole theory about who his parents are. And fans knew it for years. We figured it out. We were right. It was confirmed as canon. And then it came to nothing. Like, they, cre- oh, they creators, no. like, confirmed it. They're like, yeah, these are his parents. And, like, it was a big, supposed to be a big thing on the show. Like, it was this the season before the last season. Like, the finale kind of dropped it on us. And we were like, oh, my God, we knew it. Then nothing ever came from
0: me. So this sounds like it, it combines everything I hated about Multiverse of Madness <laughs> with everything yes! I hated of, about like the end of the the Star Wars uh, sequels.
1: Dude, Daenerys Targaryen and Wanda—they need to go for drinks.
0: Okay. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh man. My God. No, I cannot. I cannot stand to watch another like female character made into a villain for no reason.
1: That's exactly it. She's just completely villainized. And in the end, John has to kill her. He has to kill her yeah, for the good of the people. Yeah. So I went into House of the Dragon reluctantly, right? But I'm back in, baby. I'm
0: back in. Okay, so it's Ooh. House of the Dragon, a prequel, a sequel, a complete spin-off? It is a
1: prequel. Like- it is okay. a prequel, and it's Daenerys' family lineage. So it follows the house. Her The dragon is like her house sign. I'm sure there's a better word for that sigil instead so the oh, house Talbot's of the dragon house.
0: just kidding <laughs> there you go
1: basically honestly it's <laughs> so sure how the house of the dragon is house targaryen so this okay. is i think in the first episode it said like 170 episodes before daenerys was born so this is just kind of showing how her family was in charge of the iron throne and like how they lost it eventually like Oh man, it's we're back in. Everyone's back in. It's incredible. It's it's so well done so far. Matt Smith is killing it.
0: I love him. I love he's him. I loved so him in good. Doctor Who. I loved him in The Crown. So oh, man. he's almost enough to get me to watch.
1: It. <laughs> he's he's a badass. I mean, you kind of he's kind of villainized. He's like the misunderstood uncle of the show so far. But like, I won't say too much about it because it's very new, obviously. But like. I don't know. Episode three kind of runs shit.
0: Do you think if someone didn't watch Game of Thrones, a la me, that they could come into this and be into it or no?
1: I'm going to say yes, but maybe read a quick synopsis of, you know, no, I'm just going to say blanket. Yes, you can watch it. If you really want to know why these people are interesting or like the little Easter eggs, like somebody from House Lannister shows up and they'll name drop House Stark and everyone goes, oh my God. If you want to understand those little nuggets, then maybe read a quick um, Wikipedia article. Yeah. Um, But otherwise I'd say, yeah, this is just a really entertaining show. The effects are really well done. It's action packed. Um, You get to see boobies, which is great. There's dragons and boobies, you guys. It's Game
0: of Thrones. Are Are there dragon boobies? That's Ooh. the real question. You
1: do see the underside of a dragon, but I didn't zoom in enough to see if there was boobies. <laughs> <laughs> in heads. In heads. Wait. There they are. How many oh, boobies there. do you think a dragon has?
0: Oh, that's a great... That's Are they like a cow? Like, do they have... Or are they...
1: Is there an udder? I,
0: I mean... No, I'm going to go with... I mean, it has got to be more than two,
1: though. Oh, do dragons even have nipples? Because they don't have milk.
0: Yeah, how do they the feed their <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're a teacher, Haley.
0: I'm not a science teacher. <laughs>
1: okay, dragons, dragons are not mammals. They lay eggs. Therefore, they do not have nipples. Dragons
0: are mythical creatures. <laughs> They're not real.
1: Okay, our imaginary dragons have huge racks. Okay. Just huge yes. boobs. And yes. there's six of them. <laughs> just three rows of huge boobs.
0: It sounds like some sort of obstacle you would confront in D D. Like, <laughs> you have to milk the dragon. You the you pump. You?
1: You've got a few too many, and you have to milk this goddamn dragon for your life. <laughs> All six of the titties.
0: Oh my gosh, Barb, you go for the first two. <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh,
1: stupid. So anyway,
0: stupid. I love it. Uh, great. I'm
1: gonna pop <laughs> house at the dragon. Um. Real quickly, I'm getting started on my scary movie binge that I usually do throughout October with my husband. Uh, We watched Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. Pop liked it. It it was really entertaining. I didn't really expect where it went, so um, I would give that a thumbs up. And it's definitely not overly scary or bloody or anything. It's more a suspense. We also watched this movie from years ago called 47 Meters Down with Mandy Moore,
0: Oh, have is you it seen sharks? It? Is yeah, it sharks? it's sharks. Oh, uh, um, I, sharks are like like in my top three fears, so I generally try to avoid shark week and shark content.
1: If you are afraid of sharks, don't watch it. But also, <laughs> I wish there were more sharks. Oh, As like okay. a person who wanted to watch like bodies ripped apart.
0: Mm. So it's more know. just like the fear of the shark rather than. Yes. Okay.
1: I'll hot potato it. It was entertaining. I've had a couple glasses, so I was pretty entertained. I'll have to run by my sober husband to see if he felt the same way as me.
0: You're like, Bip, 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 can you milk a shark?
1: <laughs> How many nipples do you think a shark has? And he's like. <laughs> Shana, we watched that movie a week ago and you're still talking about <laughs> shark nipples. <laughs> um, I know for a fact sharks don't have nipples because they are not fish. Amphibians?
0: They're amphibians. <laughs> are they they can't be mammals, right?
1: They're not mammals, they're not amphibians. Hey Google, what, what is a, what is a shark? We ha- <laughs> According
0: to Wikipedia Sharks are a group of elasmobranch fish
1: characterized by a cartilaginous
0: skeleton. Hey, Google, stop. Animals- They're
1: Sharks fish. are elasmobranch fishes.
0: Mm. I like how between the two of us, we have three college degrees, and <laughs> we don't know anything about the animals that populate this earth.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Anybody who's listening who is a marine biologist... A scientist or graduated um, 11th grade recently. It's just like, (laughs) he's dumb broads, oh my God. We're sorry. (laughs) We're so sorry.
0: (laughs) Unless it's spelled out for us in a Marvel film, we don't really retain the information.
1: (laughs) If a Marvel dragon ever shows up with boobs, Mm -hmm. then we got it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW.
1: Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All
0: right. So we would be remiss if we didn't at least talk about, you know, some of the stuff that's been happening with these movie festivals and a lot of the like drama surrounding them. And there's just a lot of like tasty nuggets for discussion.
1: I have been completely committed to the Don't Worry Darling controversies. It is so salacious. Yeah. It's it's amazing because it's like it's just so overly dramatic and there's lots of egos being stepped on and I love that. I love watching rich people's egos get stepped on.
0: Yeah, I love I love that until the premiere I had no idea that Chris Pine Gemma Chan or Nick Kroll were even in the movie
1: right no idea and now I want to see it more because I like Nick Kroll a lot
0: (laughs) I do too and I feel like he's like the odd man out so I'm curious as to like what he's gonna what part he plays
1: okay so Olivia Wilde produced directed this movie called Don't Worry Darling it stars Florence Pugh and Harry Styles so originally there's some drama because Florence Talked about how she doesn't want to be sexualized in the movie too much, but Olivia seems to be focusing a lot on like the female sex scenes. Okay, we moved on from that. Now Olivia came out and said that Shia LaBeouf was fired from the role that Harry Styles is playing because he didn't. She didn't like his acting style. Like uh, Shia LaBeouf's kind of known for the um
0: method and his behavior shit. on set. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, But Shia came with receipts and proved that maybe he wasn't exactly fired because he has a video of Olivia, like, begging him to do this movie.
0: Yeah. And what's what's weird is, like, I'm no Shia LaBeouf defender. No, same. So it was a very interesting thing to, like, see him come with those receipts and put Olivia Wilde in her place. And the whole, like, Miss flow thing. Yeah. In the video, she's like, I don't know, that might just be a tough pill for Miss Flo to swallow or whatever. Miss Flo. And now, like, media outlets are running with it. Like when Florence Pugh was on the red carpet at this at this premiere, which by the way, she showed up late to, which was just super yeah. boss.
1: And she slayed. She showed up looking incredible.
0: Amazing. Like far and away the best one on the on the red carpet. And uh People magazine posts like a video and they're like Miss Flow doing her thing. <laughs> and uh Rolling Stone posted another one too like and they they've just been running with it. Like really they're rubbing yes, it in Olivia sure. Wilde's face.
1: I mean it was either um Florence's I, I want to say maybe her makeup artist or what somebody on her style team posted a picture of her behind the scenes and literally just captioned it Miss Flow. She's just like, yeah, wow. that's me, bitch, Miss Flo. So she shows up late. She it's the only event that she attended because there was a like a press like sit down Q and A thing that Florence skipped, and they tried to ask questions to Olivia about the drama, and she just kind of deflected, deflected on this red carpet. Her and Olivia never stood next to each other, never made eye contact with each other. But you know who else didn't stand next to each other? Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. They did not interact in the slightest. There has been
0: all sorts of rumors that they have broken up. There's which is no way they're
1: still together. I mean, there's literally a video of, like, a photographer trying to, like, scooch them together. And Harry's like, hell no, like, I don't want to stand next to her. Like, Okay. <laughs> and then they get into the premiere. And there's this video floating around and making the rounds that everyone's just losing their shit over. And it looks like Harry Styles spits. In Chris Pine's lap.
0: Oh, like, he 100% did. And I
1: watched it. I watched it in slow motion and it, it absolutely spit in his lap. Maybe it was an inside joke because Chris Pine's reps came out and were like, there's these men have such respect for each other. There's no way this happened.
0: Yes. Yes, he did. He spit yeah. on Chris no. Pine. It's, it's kind of like the whole cast hates each other. There is this weird... I, I'm dying for... I, like, I wish yes. we had VH1 behind the, behind the film. Because, yeah, I'm dying for the tell-all. Oh I'm I dying for, like...
1: A, someday when they make a movie, yes.
0: Yeah, I want the NDAs to, like, expire and <laughs> something <laughs> to just be... Because you know, you know, it is only a matter of time. Chris Pine, he he seems like the most level-headed person in the room in the middle and i like i feel bad for him
1: no he's literally just caught up in this
0: i watched that video of harry styles spitting like four times because i was just in i was so shocked but then i also watched this this video where harry is describing the movie and chris pine's just sitting in the background (laughs) like this guy what an idiot this guy is
1: (laughs) because he says the thing about this movie that's really great is like, it's a movie. So this movie is like, it's just a movie, you know, it's like really yes. a movie. Chris Pine is like, hello, darkness, my old friend.
0: hundred percent. He's sort of, like, a sad
1: affleck. He's just sitting there like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Uh, apparently the reviews for this movie are very mid, but everyone's saying that, you know, Florence Pugh kills it because of course she does, because she's like, an amazing actor. But like, I, I really want to see it
0: now. Yeah. I have to share my favorite review is the one from IndieWire. They gave it a C minus.
1: Oh, God.
0: And it was written by a woman. Kate, Kate Erblund was the critic. Okay. And she said, if this film is really about female pleasure, we would hate to see wild interpretation of a film about female pain. This one hurts <laughs> enough.
1: She's like, if this movie's supposed to make me feel pleasure, then why do I fucking hate it so much? Why am I so miserable? Oh my God. Uh, it's so funny, too, that for a movie that's supposed to be about female pleasure, uh, the entire cast is just hating, just miserable to be there yeah. and hates it. Oh my God. So yeah,
0: what a time. What a time to be alive. I do love when the whole like world can unite in hating the same thing that I do. And in this case, yes. that's Olivia Wilde. And I'm very much enjoying that everybody is on the same page.
1: Gosh, it's just so out of nowhere too. If you would have asked me like a year ago, like who we'd all be like speculating and gossiping about like, oh yeah, Olivia Wilde. I'm like, what? She's so <laughs> innocuous. I don't know. Like she's... Yeah. I don't know just an actress who shows up and stuff and she's really hot I don't know she was in Tron yep. I guess but like
0: she made an enemy out of Ted Lasso and now has made an enemy out of us all
1: yes she has
0: <laughs> <laughs> speaking of film festivals so one of my pet peeves is that every movie I, I feel like it started with Elvis because I remember when Elvis screened at the Cannes film festival it got like a Fifteen minute standing ovation. And everybody made a big deal about it. God, that's so excessive. It's Jesus. so excessive, right? But now it happened with the Brendan Fraser movie, The Whale, and and everyone was like, "Oh yay, good, yes, Brendan Fraser is amazing." But then, like the very next night, it happened with Don't Worry, Darling, and it's been critically panned. So I'm like, you guys, if every movie gets a standing ovation, then no movie is getting a standing ovation. It's become pointless.
1: I, I want Pop Culture Junkie to get a standing ovation.
0: Where can we? That being <laughs> said, do... if you guys want to stand up for 15 minutes while you're listening Seriously, to this episode, we appreciate it. We will it. be
1: okay with it. If you want to send us a video of you listening to this episode, standing and clapping, maybe crying, we will accept it. We will
0: I will it. Venmo you $5. That is always my plan. I will Venmo <laughs> anyone who films themselves hyping up our podcast by doing a stupid challenge. And this one is. Giving us a standing ovation wherever mm-hmm. you are listening to this. So if you're driving, you need to pull over. You need to get out. You need to stand up.
1: You need to cry. You need to clap. You need to record it. Then you need to get back in your car and yes. continue on your destination.
0: And then when you get safely home, tag us yes. in the video, and I will Venmo and you. And Haley dollars.
1: will send you five dollars. I will not.
0: Yeah. No, just
1: Haley. Will. <laughs> She's taking that that big teacher money, you know.
0: Yeah, I got that teacher salary. Balling.
1: What if we get like 100 people and they send us pictures, videos? Of them?
0: No, it's just one person. It's only okay, open to one. The first one. Okay, that's yes, fair. Yes, the that's first fair. person. Yeah. So um, The whale. Let's talk about the whale yes. a little
1: bit. So this is Brendan Fraser's first movie that he's been, uh, I guess, the lead in for years now. I know he's he popped up here and there um, in... Oh, gosh, what was that DC project where he played the guy in like the Iron Doom
0: suit? Patrol.
1: Doom Patrol, there you go. I gave that a like, two episode rule and I wasn't about it. Uh, but in this episode, he plays a man who weighs 600 pounds, um, becomes a social recluse and is trying to reconnect with his teenage daughter who is played by Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. So I'm interested to see this movie. I know there's a lot of discussion and rightfully so around actors wearing fat suits. And really, if that's problematic, if it's something that should still be done in movies in 2022. I I don't know if I have a strong enough opinion about that. I mean, the man weighs 600 pounds in the movie. So I don't know if there's going to be any actors who can realistically play a 600-pound immobile person.
0: I think one of the things, at least, and again, I can't totally speak to this as someone who just kind of of average size so i you know i i definitely don't want to speak for anybody else or try to like silence any voices or anything like that i do think at least hearing um darren aronofsky talk about the film his weight is it's an essential part of his character an essential part of the plot and it's not uh you know like we so often see in film where it's done for kind of comedic value yes. or right Any it's not Murphy kind of movies
1: like, making funny shallow how back in the day all that stuff
0: exactly yeah, yeah it reminds me a lot more of like what's eating gilbert grape yes and kind of you know exploring the the painful the social isolation
1: of, you can feel like uh-huh. when you're experiencing that i'm sure and,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: From I mean, it's it's, so far it's got good reviews, so I'm sure it's not hopefully done in an exploitative way, and it's just kind of this man and who's created this kind of prison for himself, trying to, you know, reconnect with family. But
0: yeah, Brendan Fraser has said that he feels like this character is the most heroic character that he's ever played, and I do think, despite not sharing the same physical body. I do think a lot of the, you know, mental isolation and the, the pain and the, um, the anguish of even just existing. Yeah. uh, I think Brendan Fraser will, and probably did bring a lot to that role because of his own experiences. So I'm excited to see it.
1: Exactly. Like it seems like something that he can relate to. Maybe this is on a more extreme scale, but I mean, I'm sure he's he's an incredible actor, and it's something that we've all known for years, and it's just nice to see him kind of have his Keanu renaissance and, yeah, get to see Brendan yeah. Fraser
0: in the big And talking about and bodies, uh, like uh, Brendan yeah, Fraser, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, oh, we'll get there. Don't <laughs> worry, we'll get there. No, but Brendan, I was going to say Brendan Fraser, it's, it's nice to see him with his career the way that it is obviously because he's such a nice human being and really just yeah. never deserved any of the bad things that happened to him but also because it's it has to be somewhat satisfying or fulfilling to know that people are valuing you because of your talent and not just because you're like hot right,
1: right? honestly i mean it's it's nice for people to think you're hot that's always cool to hear but he's a talented actor and i mean when you see him yeah. george of the jungle it's not like he got to spread his acting wings he was just really yeah. hot mm-hmm. which is fine for the type of movie it was but yeah now we get to validate yeah. him like you said it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy
0: yeah i'm i'm here for the fraser renaissance
1: um and bringing it back to bodies yes so Megan the twerk, twerk, I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, Megan the Stallion was on a recent episode of She-Hulk, which, by the way, I am loving. Me I am too. loving it. The minute the episode ends, I get sad because I just want it to keep going and to watch more She-Hulk. Uh, so Megan the Stallion has a cameo. It's really cute. It's in the middle of the episode, and then she again comes back in the after-credit scene. And it's her and she Hulk twerking together, and I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was adorable. Neckbeards are losing their goddamn minds like they yeah. are wont to do because women dared to dance i I don't I don't know uh,
0: I do love that the whole you know that episode was about the negative feedback that. She-Hulk as a person has received, like the comments that they said, they took those comments from like their actual social media pages. I've
1: heard men in my life say stuff like that. Why do they have to make another girl character? Don't we have enough female characters? Can't they find their own stuff? Oh, I guess it's the MCU now. I think I read that only out of all of the Tons of Marvel properties and movies and movies and TV shows we have right now in the MCU. Six have been led by a woman. Six. And people are losing their minds over that. Like, even though we're 50% of the society.
0: Well, and at no point did Thor Ragnarok come out and someone say, really? Another male led Marvel film? Another
1: white guy? Oh, so sick of
0: that. At no point did anybody no. complain about men dominating the Infinity saga. And women, when they were given a spotlight in, you know, in Endgame, when they had their moments. It was
1: ham-fisted and not natural in the slightest. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it was like, you know, what Captain Marvel, I think, you know, to go back to that, I think was the first time we we saw what would foreshadow the continued backlash against women in the mcu i mean even chadwick boseman was the only other marvel actor to attend the captain marvel premiere so the actors themselves weren't even really stepping up and stepping out about this first female-led you know marvel film like like they should have i completely
1: agree and i mean the way that they all came to the defense of chris pratt after he was kind of you know canceled by twitter oh, he's such a nice guy. Oh, I love you, Pratt Pratt. Oh, he's our friend. He's our brother. Did they all come to the defense of Brie Larson after everybody was so mad at her for just having an opinion as a woman? I didn't see any of the kind of support from the other MCU mm-hmm. actors that Chris Pratt got. It's it's just, it's really disheartening. And I mean, it. it reminds me a lot of Star Wars as well, which is also, you know, a Disney property, but like, And just the anger that people had, whether or not you like the new Star Wars movies were neither here nor there, but like the anger people had at Daisy Ridley for daring to lead those movies. And then just the hate people had for John Boyega for being a black man in these movies. It's it's just disgusting. I mean, fan culture on the internet becomes so misogynistic and racist so quickly.
0: And what's brutal to me is that When, you know, when people will criticize and then say, well, I'm not allowed to not like it because, you know, it's female-led that automatically makes me a misogynist. It's like, no, dude, you are allowed to not like it, but all of your takes... Are garbage misogynistic takes like the reasons you don't like it because don't don't tell me you don't like she-hulk because she breaks the fourth wall because if that's the case then you better not like deadpool either
1: exactly don't exactly. tell me you don't like it because
0: she's she she's dancing and and that's cringe because then you better not like star-lord and you better not like ant-man and you better not like all these other characters who have done the exact who same dance stuff and
1: smile and have fun I saw a great meme the other day that pointed that out. It showed all of the other MCU characters who are men in scenes where they're dancing. And everyone's like, yeah, so funny. And then she dances, and everyone's like, oh, wow disgusting like
0: yeah or uh, the the worst take that i've seen is the episode is about female empowerment and how she's supposed to be taken seriously and respected at her job and then in the same in the same episode she twerks how are we supposed to respect her take her seriously you can be
1: a sexual powerful woman and still be respected you can be wearing pasties and panties and still be worthy of respect i don't care what you
0: wear how you dance the freaking if you're green like the Hulk, you it shouldn't a worker, matter. If
1: you're a lawyer, you are all worthy of respect and yeah. dignity, and you do not deserve any of the misogyny. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, yeah. Whew. That is that is the thing that I have had to like hold myself back in so many comment sections where I'm just like, you don't, you know, they don't, they don't hear themselves, they don't, they, they don't. don't see no. me that what they're saying is inherently misogynistic, and and to Kevin Feige's credit. You know, I think Star Wars, they they veered away from what they originally set out to do with Rey and Finn. And had they stuck to it, not only would it have been a better story, but it would have done more justice to those characters. And I Absolutely. think to Kevin, Kevin Feige's credit, he is continuing to bring the female characters. He's not shying away from the series and the films and like... Hate to say it, guys. The Marvels is going to come out, whether you like it or not. And it's going to be three women, not one. Honestly. Like, and you're going to have to deal with it. So.
1: Three women. Oh, and two of them are women of color.
0: Get ready mm-hmm. to
1: grasp your pearls comment section. Yeah. I exactly. am so excited for where Marvel is going with women. And I'm really excited that, yeah, they aren't just an accessory to show up and help Spider-Man. He's not. a She's not alone. Okay. Cute. They actually have plot lines and they date and they make mistakes. I'm really excited to see. I think she holds too. I relate to a lot so far just because she's like our same age. And I mean, she has established friendships, a career. She likes to have fun and go out and drink and dance and go to work. Like she's imagine that women can have multifacets to them or many facets to them.
0: No, yeah it reminds exciting. me you know kind of 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 Jessica Jones, obviously Jessica yeah. Jones was dark dark and gritty, oh, I but love Jessica Jones it was the same idea of like I don't want to be a superhero, like I didn't sign up for yeah. this, and i I do think that that's you know you or i I think we would be like super hyped about getting powers, but oh, yeah. but but the reality <laughs> is not everybody would be so yeah i I love that, and also like. I you know, I mentioned this before. I'm going through the MCU with my daughter, and we we finished the Infinity saga, and we, we're almost done watching WandaVision. And rewatching WandaVision has actually been so painful for me because oh, it just you know reminds where it goes. me. Yeah, it just reminds me of what they do to Wanda, and we've established <sighs> how I feel about that.
1: Uh, her and Daenerys are still having cocktails right now as we speak. It's fine. I'll exactly.
0: But but it's also like You know, I watch my daughter and she is like, Oh, I can't, I can't wait to watch Miss Marvel. I can't wait to watch She-Hulk. Like, because that's cute. Like, Black Widow is like her, her favorite, her icon. And she always said, Why is there no Black Widow movie? Like, how come? Yeah. And then when it came out, she was just like, Oh, finally. And if she (sighs) at eight years old can tell that there is an imbalance in the, you know, the power structure, like that tells you everything you need to know.
1: Exactly, and finally gets to see something that kind of represents her on screen, and that she can really be like, Oh, I can dress up like that, or I feel like I can relate to that in some way. That's beautiful. And I think so many men, especially white men, I mean, take that for granted that there are so many characters. They don't get like, Well, what's the big deal of seeing somebody who looks like you or you can relate to on screen? It's a huge deal. It's a huge Mm -hmm. deal for people. And I mean, I can understand why maybe you don't see that because you have your Captain America and your Thor and your Ant-Man and your Iron Man.
0: and Yeah. And I do love that they're bringing in more young characters. Like we're getting yeah. this Marvel and we're getting Kate Bishop. And you think we're going
1: to have a young Avengers?
0: I don't know if they're setting that up. I, w- I would love it though, because again, you want to look at kids who, like kids are the ones who really need these figures to look up to and to know, Hey, they exactly. make mistakes like me and they're also still powerful like me and their powers aren't really their superpowers, but it's their friends and their family. And like, those are stories that need to be told. So
1: Exactly. And they're fighting for justice. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, these stories are fantastical and things that are never going to happen in real life, but the themes behind them, are things that, you know, even kids can relate to social injustice. I mean, the fight for equality, just environmental changes. It's things like you can, Kids need to hear and learn, and if you do it in a way that's entertaining to them and they can really relate to, then
0: it's beautiful. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mwah. Mwah. I'm glad for episode 100 we could do a, a deep dive into our Marvel thoughts. It was overdue.
1: I know we haven't chatted like this in a while. This is fun. Yeah. Thank you again to everybody who's been listening to our our little podcast and keeping us going for the last 100 episodes. Please yeah. keep listening for the next 100 and we'll keep giving you the the goods. Uh, you want to Yeah.
0: Keep giving us feedback everybody uh unless their garbage marvel takes in which case
1: <laughs> yeah if it's anything misogynistic we're not going to listen to it we're probably going to put you on blast on twitter hard Thanks. pass <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that note uh let's close the show Let, yeah. yeah let's do it let's do it all right shauna where can the listeners uh, and fans who want to run into you at gentlemen's clubs where can they find you
1: um Tuesdays, I am usually at um Band-Aids. Not, not really. Tuesdays I'm <laughs> recording this podcast. <laughs> uh, you can find me, Shauna Trinidad at Shauna Trinidad, S-H-A-U-N-A-T-R-I-N-I-D-A-D on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.
0: Awesome. And you can find me, as always, Haley the Brave on Instagram at 30 Nerdy Thriving. You can find all of our links at our website, popculturejunkie.com. And be sure to join the Pop Culture Junkie support group on Facebook. And in case you haven't heard, we have a Patreon. The link is on our website. Shout out to our Patreon supporter, Callie. And if you want a shout out on our show, please go support us on Patreon and help us get to episode 200 with the support of listeners like you as always it's been real thanks for listening and come back next week for another hit of pop culture pop
1: culture junkie is a production of pop culture entertainment group so entertainment